Well, hello, you fabulous designer. Welcome to Business of Design. How are you? What's been happening? I am loving the fact that we are showing up to job sites and the weather is lovely. Everyone's wearing t-shirts. Everyone's in a good mood. That feels good. It helps, right? When it's busy, that everybody's in a pretty good mood. And there's no reason this episode will change that good mood. It's all excellent information from someone wonderful, Katie O'Brien, who is a website designer. And she's going to talk to us about the importance of making the second most popular place on your website after the homepage, that would be your portfolio section, making sure that the people who come there to look at your portfolio become clients intentionally converting those browsers into clients. And she's got great tips to share on that subject. I confess in the middle of the episode to Katie that I just thought, oh, I honestly, I don't know if there's anything else we can learn about websites right now. But the reality is I did learn some things and we are in the middle of updating Kimberly Selden Design Group. So I'm going to actually put Katie's tips into practice and I know it will make a difference. One thing that was really interesting, she talked about the fact that if you have already a lot of word of mouth referral repeat clients, that's great, but you still want to make sure you're meeting and converting new people on your website. And I realized like I have been quite lazy in recent years relying only on repeat and referral clients. But the reality is sometimes those good clients will tell a friend in an offhand way about you and they may go to my website and maybe what's there is less than enticing if I haven't been strategic and mindful about what I put there. So I just thought it was a really good reminder that uh, it's better to have less on the website, but make sure it's all on brand. We're also going to implement her suggestion immediately to allow potential clients to schedule a discovery or intake call right off the bat, right while they're in the portfolio. So put those call to actions in multiple places. So anyone who comes to your site realizes that the ultimate goal is for them to book a call with you and get started. Anyway, good information and uh, lots more where that came from in upcoming weeks. Before we jump into the show, let me tell you about Katie O'Brien. She is a brand and website designer specializing in elevated branding and fuss-free websites for interior designers. Her superpower and passion are building strategic digital homes that support interior designers' business and lifestyle goals. Her streamlined 30-day process and long-term care plans, that sounds interesting, right? Go the extra mile, elevating her craft from an artful, deliverable to a service that prioritizes you. You can email Katie at ko at katieobrien.com and she's Katie O'Brien Web Design on Instagram. Someone else you should follow on Instagram is Cheryl Horn. Hey Kimberly, how was your trip? The last time I saw you uh, virtually, you joined us for Top Line right before hitting the road. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it was so great. I can highly recommend Canyon Ranch to anyone who hasn't been. It really is a great place to go and just unplug and recharge. I took my busted up knee there and I did all kinds of great exercise classes and just modified where I needed to. I tried a yoga class, but uh, my knee is not ready for that yet. Uh, soon though, soon. Um, the massages are amazing. Kevin, I love you. 
I love you, man. And uh, <laughs> other than that, it was just really good. And while I was playing, you were working. So tell us what's happening at Business of Design. Well, the next big event coming up is our three-hour virtual seminar on flat fee projects. Kimberly's going to walk you through how to run a flat fee project start to finish and specifically how to calculate a flat fee project at the consultation. So that's taking place on Tuesday, June 28th, 4 p.m. EST. Again, it's at 4 p.m. EST. That's different than a lot of our virtual meetings because we really want to make sure that as many of our members and community can join. And while it's really early in the morning, uh, it does make it possible if our members in Australia want to join us live. So the regular price is $6.95. And of course we have member preferred pricing. You're gonna save $200. Registration is open on the website, businessofdesign.com. And if you are not able to join us live, we will be making the recording available for 72 hours following the uh, live event. And if you do have questions for the Q&A portion of the virtual seminar, please email them to me in advance and I will do my best to get those answered so that when you tune in for the recording, those answers are available to you. Head to businessofdesign.com, registration is open and join us for the flat fee webinar coming up June 28th. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. In my infinite wisdom, as we got started for this episode, I failed to hit record. So you're going to hear a conversation midway where we're just introducing ourselves. You missed the fact that Katie lives in Virginia, in the suburbs of Virginia, a little bit far removed from DC, but close enough that she can get there if she needs a city fix. And then I, I got a text in the middle of us talking, and it was from my husband saying the trapper is arriving at our country house. Um, and I was explaining to her that I looked out into the uh, the pond a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh my God, something is swimming in the pond. It was huge. I thought it was a beaver, but it wasn't a beaver. It was a muskrat. And anyway, um, we have to hire a trapper who catches and releases the animals somewhere else, probably in my neighbor's pond. I don't know. But anyway, you're going to hear us mid-conversation, and then we jump right into the episode. We're really glad you're here. I hope you don't have muskrats in your pond. But um, it turns out, no, it was it was not a beaver. It was a muskrat. <laughs> They're not terribly beautiful looking animals, and I certainly don't want to swim with one. So anyway, the trapper oh. is coming. Yes. Country living. Yeah. Okay, good. But that's <laughs> actually... Totally get it. Yeah, right? That's actually not what we're even going to talk about today. No wonder. If you're like a person who, who wants to avoid some of the hustle and bustle, working on websites and digging deep into um, the world of branding and marketing and that kind of stuff probably suits you very well. Yes. I love it. 
All right. So we're going to talk about a, a term actually I'd never heard, but I feel like I should know, which is high converting interior design portfolios. Tell us what that means. Sure. So high converting. And when we talk, let me just kind of go to converting first and then we'll go to high converting. So converting is making sure the people who are landing on your website uh, are the right people, but also that they're doing the right things, meaning they are turning their, they are converting into leads, which would then turn into clients and projects. So high converting would be making sure we do that consistently and a lot on your portfolio. So that's happening a lot. So it's not just enough that people would show up and look at your pretty pictures. If they're not then um, accepting your call to action, which is hire me, hire me, or whatever it is, uh, it's it's not actually working for you. Exactly. All right. So is, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say if if you guys are like me, which I I think that we've established that our listeners we're all the same person basically. <laughs> I'm so busy. I rarely take time to look at what's converting from my website. So I'm I'm going to guess that Katie, you're going to tell us the first thing we have to do is figure out what's happening when people show up. Where, where are they going? Sure. And a lot of that too is, you know, if you're not getting, I was actually, I'm just talking about this not too long ago was, you know, one of the signs that, you know, your website might need a little bit of work is your business is primarily running on referrals and word of mouth, and you're not getting a lot of leads via your website. So referrals, word of mouth is great, but you also want to make sure that you're getting leads and people coming in through your website. And if not, that means something's off. Um, So And then the same thing, if something's working, you will be getting those. And so the leads coming in, you're getting those consistently in your business and they're the right type of leads. It's funny. I I started out and everybody knows my origin story, but I didn't have any repeat or referral clients for years because I just was struggling to run my business. Now that I run the business well, I have a lot of repeat and referral clients. However, you really should never put all of your eggs in one basket. So even if you're in that enviable spot where you've got good clients who come back to you again and again, you still should be kind of probably for most of us thinking about new leads of people we haven't yet met. Yes. And some of those referral word of mouth too. So thinking about your website, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't really need much on my website because all of it's coming in referral or word of mouth. But when you're getting those, they're probably sending people to your website. So, or they're sending them to your Instagram and then they're clicking on your website from your Instagram. So you want that to just further confirm the reputation and that referral and then direct them like, okay, great. They, they heard great things about you. They see great things on your website now, what do they do? Right. Because if if what they see when they land on your website isn't consistent with what they heard, that confusion is probably enough to make them think they need to look around for someone else. Yes, exactly. I have had a lot of clients come to me and they say, I don't really need a website. <laughs> like business is great. I don't, don't really need this to kind of have the success that they want to have but I think it's hurting my reputation and I need it. I need it to match. So I'm not looking to grow. I'm not looking to, you know, all of these things, they're, they're running a great business, but their website isn't matching the services that they're providing or their reputation. And that is really obviously very important to them. And so they're like, okay, we need to make sure that this matches. 
Okay. All right. So I completely understand that. What's a good way for us to identify quickly whether or not we're converting people on our websites? So really, you want to see, again, it's kind of tracking. You want to start maybe like Google Analytics is a great place. And so what Google Analytics will do will let you know the traffic that you're getting, where that traffic is coming from, and then even what pages that they're visiting. So if you're getting a whole bunch of people to your website, but you're not getting any new leads or any people kind of reaching out, filling out your contact form or, uh, you know, booking a discovery call, then that is kind of that red flag that you want to say, or you want to revisit those calls to action. Um, and then also looking at uh, Google analytics will also tell you kind of the journey that they're taking. So from your homepage, where are they clicking, you know, from your portfolio page, where they're, where are they clicking and making sure that they're, taking the steps that you want them to take. Right, because if they might be clicking the first thing you want them to click and clicking the second thing, but then they drop out before it's like sign up now for a consultation. And that's a big problem. And and by and large, we're just super impatient now. We want immediate action, most of us, right? Yes, yes, for sure. And actually that's for my own business and something that um, some other interior designers or some interior designers are also doing. And um, I was, for a while, I had a form and it would send me an email. I would review it. And then I would send them a link to my scheduler during my office hours. So whenever I had kind of, I was in my inbox and had that. But what I was realizing is you know, by the time we got on that call, they were like, oh, actually I found someone else or, oh, I'm doing something else. And so I was like, man, what is going on here? And I realized like my ideal clients, when they're on my website, they want to be able to have access to me right away. And most of the time it's Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and I am not working. So I want them, I want to be able to satisfy that instant gratification. And so I actually just just switch this up. So as soon as they fill out my contact form, they get automatically redirected to my scheduler and they automatically get an email with a link to book. And I found that that is converting so much better because they are ready right then. They want to have access to me. Um, and so giving them that option, giving them that, um, giving essentially them my availability right away. So then Monday morning, we can hop on the phone call, even if they booked it, you know, over the weekend. Wow. Okay. I can see where that totally makes sense. And it completely freaks me out because I feel like my schedule is so dynamic. I just can't imagine having to keep up with the scheduler and allowing people to directly book a consultation because sometimes also consultations an hour and a half away. So there's a big travel fee involved, but I need to block six hours instead of two. You know what I mean? It's tricky. So that is great. So in the... I'm so glad that you brought that up. So for this, I'm really talking about your discovery call. So before they book the consultation, so maybe it's like a 15 minute call, like what services, letting them know, hey, we start with a consultation. This is what that's going to look like. Let's get that on the calendar. And does that make sense? That I love. Okay. That's yes. completely doable. And I get that. I, we don't, we don't do this. I guess we do it. We do an intake call. I guess it's also dis- okay, yes. discovery sounds nicer, doesn't it? <laughs> We're discovering what you want us to, what you want us to do. Okay. That totally makes sense. I think I would absolutely make that change. Okay. So now we've done the analytics. We've seen where they're dropping off. We've resolved the lag between their desire to hire someone and get started and us getting back 
back to them. So we've, we made that a little smoother, a little quicker. Now what do we do? We've got all these great photos in our portfolios, but how do we get attention for them? Yes. So I love that we're talking about portfolios because that is your really your number two visited uh, page on your website. Number one would be homepage. And that's usually just because that's the link that you're sharing everywhere. Um, But people will be immediately going to that portfolio page. So common mistake here is a lot of designers, they have beautiful work and they just flood it with photos, which is stunning and visually appealing. And it's great, but it's not necessarily doing them service in regards to converting those visitors or browsers into actually clients. So I've got a couple tips for transforming your portfolio page really into a more high convert, high converting, a more strategic portfolio to attract the right amount of clients. So the, the first thing that I would say, and this is kind of, this is really a no brainer. There's a couple basics and then there's like going a little bit more advanced. So number one is professional photography. And I almost hesitate saying that because for so many designers, it's like, yeah, of course, like I've got my go-to girl or I, you know, have a couple people to stay consistent, but there are designers out there still that they feel like their work, um, their work speaks for itself and the photography doesn't really matter all that much. Right. Or, or we, we've also found that people think that the photos they take are professional, but when you compare, I mean, we actually did, in fact, I'll ask Cheryl to repost this for this segment. We actually did take photos with our cameras, the best we could take of rooms, and then we had them professionally shot. And it was hilarious how bad my photos actually are. I thought they were okay until I saw a pro. They're not even close to being okay. Yes. And, and, you know, I will say, it's better than nothing. So I would, I would say, you know, if you are not able to have a professional or you just don't have anything on your website, you're just getting started. It is better than nothing. You know, the iPhone, the, the shots that you can take, but as soon as you possibly can, I would say number one investment over anything else would be professional photography. And, and really, like you had said, I watched some of these girls on Instagram. They do like kind of behind the scenes of the editing and clients would be like, how do I take this photo? The lighting is all wrong, or I can't get this this, you know, artwork in with the couch because it just, and it's like, I know because they take like three to eight, you know, different photos and with different lighting. And then they use Photoshop to kind of overlay them and make it the perfect shot. So you can see everything in there. So with that, I will say, you know, investing in professional photography. And then also another tip too, um, I've noticed sometimes they, designers will choose like multiple different photographers. Um, and that might be on availability and so forth, but really I would say once you find a photographer or like a couple photographers, maybe make sure that they have the same style, they're editing them similarly and definitely go to them. So like consistency is key here because one photographer might have a different way of styling or editing. And then another photographer is going to have a different style too. And so sometimes when you put those on your website, it won't, it won't feel as consistent or cohesive, um, as well. I, that is such a good point. If you, if you almost want to think of your website as a magazine, your favorite magazine, if you can match the feel and look and vibe and lighting and personality of the magazine you want to get published in, you'll make it so easy for them to publish you. Yes, for sure. 
Wow. Okay. I never, wow. Um, that explains why it took so many years to get my website in shape because I just published everything. I just, you know, posted images of everything we did. Even those jobs, I thought, oh, this will never get published, but we did the best we could. I put those on my website and that was a huge mistake. Better to have four solid projects than 18 that are all over the place, I would think. Yes. And I would also kind of going on to like another tip with your portfolio is only showcase projects that you want more of. If you had a nightmare project or even a nightmare client, and it's just like the energy around that, do not put that on the portfolio, you know, unless you want more of that, or, you know, maybe it's the style you like, maybe the project was crazy, but you do like the end result. Um, so really, you know, if you don't want to do like single rooms, you want to do more like a full home or like a full service, multiple room projects, you know, don't post like, oh, you worked on this small powder room and it was great. You know, really showcase the, the projects that you want more of and the style that you want more of too. So if you do have a particular kind of aesthetic or, or style that you are, you gravitate to with your designs that people are coming to you for, you know, showcase those in your portfolio so you can attract more of those same projects. I okay. I really, I really like that. I have to be honest. When I saw um, the interview coming up, I'm like, haven't we just talked about everything there is to talk about with websites and SEO and all that kind of stuff? But <laughs> and you know, you said some of this is self evident or basic or whatever. But I have to be reminded because I forget, and I'm you know, I'm busy doing the job that I get paid for, and so this I need to be reminded sometimes to go back and put some focus on this. Yes, for sure. And I even am guilty as that as a website designer too. It's like, oh, this is a beautiful, like I want to showcase this. And it's like, wait, I don't, I don't want more projects like this. Like I want more like interior design and home-based projects. So I'm like, wait a minute, I should not put this front and center, even though it is beautiful. <laughs> okay. We have three tips now on, and we're, we're ramping up to making sure that that portfolio, which is the second most visited part of our website is not only just wowing people, but it's converting them from browsers into clients. Yes. So the next thing that I would recommend is having, and I do see this common, but we, there's a, a strategic way to do this. So on your portfolio, have each project link into their own individual project page that features that that features the kind of story and aesthetic of that project. So essentially, in, I'm sure everyone on here has seen it. You go to the portfolio page and you kind of see these images that say maybe a project title or project name, maybe the, lo the location of that. You click on that and then you see the full details. Common mistake here is you click on that and then you just have a gallery of photos. And so the reason that isn't serving your business well is because it does not tell your website visitor anything. It doesn't tell them the services that you provide. It doesn't tell them the, the struggles that the client was facing. Sometimes people don't even have a project title on here. It's just a collage, collage of images. So here, what I would say with having a featured project page, make sure on that featured project page, you also have website copy that tells the story of the project. Well, you know, it's funny. I just thought the picture's supposed to tell the story for the most part. I, I almost wondered if I didn't need, if I need less website copy, but you're saying, no, you need what, why do I need website copy? Do, like, is the, is what I write really going to convince the client versus the picture? So they definitely work 
together. So you cannot have copy without photos. Um, but I also recommend not having photos without copy. And the reason being is you, when someone visits there, essentially the first thing they're going to say, or they're going to think if it's just photos, wow, this is stunning. Wow. This is beautiful. Wow. I want something like this, but it's not aside from that, it's going to be really hard for them to resonate with that client in that project rather than having, and I don't mean a lot of copy. You do not want a lot of copy. You don't want it to distract from the photos. So you do want photos to be kind of star of the show here, but the, the copy is going to let them know, you know, essentially in the copy, tell them who this client was, what were they struggling with? Um, what did you help them achieve? Uh, what were like, what rooms did you work on? What was the style? Like, were you working with the husband and wife? Were they, was it a busy family schedule? Was it a, um, a corporate professional? Was it someone who, you know, just bought a new home and they wanted to, to upgrade, you know, what was it and why did they reach out to you? Because that's, what's going to resonate with the people who are on your website. They're going to say, wow, me too. Or Absolutely. I'm in the exact same boat. You're going to make my life easier. And a way to also do this in a way, so you're not like, oh, I have to, to write a whole bunch of copy. I have to come up with something really smart. Really, it's, you know, I'd say a one or two liner and then share the other tip for the testimonial is to share the client testimonial because their words supporting will then support your website copy as well as the project photos itself. So having a blurb that is in the words that they use about their experience, their struggles, why they reached out to you, how they feel now afterwards is super powerful. And you want to share that alongside Interesting. Okay. So gosh, I, I always want the lazy way with this kind of stuff. It feels like I'm going to have to pay some attention now. We're just in the process of um, redoing the website. My website actually got hacked and completely destroyed, which is crazy. It just forced us to make some long overdue changes that were required. So in the end, it'll be a good thing, but wow, it just, it feels like a lot on top of everything that's busy. But you know, as you say, what's the point of just having people come and look at pictures and not reach out to hire us? Yes. And it is too, I, I will say kind of to your point, like, whoa, I am busy. I am overwhelmed. Like I don't have time to, to, to focus on this. You know, there's nothing wrong with starting simple. So simple, um, you know, bare necessity. And in that case too. So, you know, if you're like, I don't have time for this, this project pages and all of this copy and sharing the testimonials, like I've got work to do. I'm not even in the office to work on this, you know, starting simple. So homepage about page, uh, services, portfolio contact. So really simple. And with that portfolio. So if you're like, I, I, I can't, I just need to put some photos up on there and that's it. So maybe on your portfolio page, rather than breaking into those individual pages to kind of just getting you until you're at that point to have those individual ones, it's to put a blurb at the top of the, the portfolio page, you know, letting them know just a, really another version of who you are, what you do and who you do it for on the top of your portfolio page. And in that case, maybe flip it to, you know, what you've done and what you, or who you've done it for on your portfolio page. Um, and then to get into some of those photos. Okay. Interesting. Any other tips for us? 
Yes. Last and most important, say the best for last is we talked about it, but the call to action. So there are, this is one I think a lot of people forget. And a lot of clients of mine too, when I'm working on their website, I'm like, we need another call to action. It's like, we've got a little piece of copy. It's like, okay, now what? And so really directing people on your website, telling them where you want them to go. And after really after any kind of major piece of copy as well as like the, the words. And then as well as at the bottom of every page too. So it's not enough to kind of just have it go right into your footer. You know, they scrolled all the way down. They took it all in. Now, what do you want them to do? And so a lot of times that is contact, you know, book a call, you know, get in touch, inquire, um, you know, homepage, primarily you want them leading into clicking into somewhere on your page. So homepage might lead to services or portfolio or about, but then really essentially all of the rest of the pages should lead them into taking that first step in working with you. I like that. I like how streamlined that is. And I can't believe uh, I've been doing this this long and I didn't think of that. But I mean, that's the, that's the point, right? We're, that's not my expertise. It's your expertise. Yeah. And I, it's a, actually a funny story. I, um, <laughs> several years ago, um, when I turned 30, I got my first tattoo and I went to the tattoo parlor and it's like your typical tattoo artist. And he's like, Oh, you know, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm a web designer. He's like, Oh, I hate people like you. And I was like, oh my goodness, why? And he goes, you make it so hard for me to find what I need. And I was like, oh, well, that's because they don't have, they didn't hire a website designer or they don't have a, they, they don't have a good one. And he was like, it, he was like, it's just so frustrating. I can never get what I need. And I was like, that's exactly why I do what I do. I make it clear. I make it simple. I make it easy to navigate and really kind of getting in your ideal client's mind of what do they want? Like, what do they really want to know? Clear the cut clutter there and just easily direct them through the flow of that. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. <laughs> so did you let him give you a tattoo and what is the tattoo? <laughs> I did. I did have it. Um, so I have a, um, kind of a take on a family tree. It's on my back, so I can't show it. Um, but it's a, an evergreen pine and then it's got four birds that symbolize the, the two kiddos and then my husband as well. Oh, so good. Well, I'm glad you were able to convert him and turn him around into somebody who likes web designers. Um, I'm going to yeah. ask you two more things, Katie, how can everybody get in touch with you? And, uh, before we, well, let's do that first. How can everybody, Everybody reach you. Sure. So um, my website is just katieobrien.com. And of course you can reach out that way. And then I'm um, also active on uh, Instagram at katieobrienwebdesign. Perfect. Okay. And then we'd like to end every episode with design intervention. Just great advice you want to leave the listeners with. So I will say probably the best advice that I have ever received is and honestly, I don't even know if I've received this or it was just kind of like, it just came to me and I just held on to it. Um, it, it is put your blinders on. And for me, I really, in my mind, I have to kind of like tell myself, stay in your own lane, focus on your own business, your own clients, because I do, I personally can get really distracted on what other people are doing. Maybe I should be doing that too. Oh, look what they just did. And then like, I could be working on one thing in my business and see something on Instagram or online. And I will totally pivot either my entire day or, you know, it could take over a week or two weeks just thinking like, Oh, I should go do this. And really when I, 
put my blinders on. I focus on how can I best serve my clients with the business that I want to create. And it's always served me well. It's always when I'm trying to, you know, move away from that lane or step into someone else's lane is when, you know, things get a little mucky. I completely agree. And I'm having to do this more and more, be really disciplined and intentional about what I'm going to work on for the next four hours and not allow myself to be distracted, which means I just spend a lot less time on social media. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was really, really interesting. And I learned a lot and I'm going to um, tell everything I learned to Cheryl. (laughs) We'll have to make it happen because I have no idea how to do any of that. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.